right, guys. So for this podcast, I have Kat Westerman on. Um, she specializes both in fine art and commercial photography, as well as branding, um, and whether that be for social media, publishing, and e-commerce. Um, a sampling of her clients include Four Seasons, Adobe, Canon, Nike, Lemonade, Under Armour, Mashable, Tom's, Alaska Airlines, Nomad Hotel, Sweet Green, and Monster Energy. Uh, she has previously photographed former U.S. presidents and prime ministers. Um, she is doing ongoing work for the L.A. mayor's offices, um, photo walks for Canon USA. Um, a compliment that she has uh, that she has achieved is she's been in exhibits in New York, San Francisco, and Los Angeles. Um, she has been noticed as one of the L.A. top 13 photographers on Instagram, uh, and she is the winner of spring exhibit at Academy of Art University while getting her master's in photography. So she is an overall badass. Um, in regards to this podcast, we had a really good conversation in regards to um, basically the differences politically between the left and the right and and what our similarities are and hypocrisies on both ends. Um, I try to make sure to hit both ends of um, of both sides in short, you know, just because obviously both sides have wrongs and both sides have rights and there are certain points that matters. Um, but I really hope that you guys got, you guys get something out of this and hopefully this opens your mind up a little bit more, but I hope you guys enjoy this. How old were you when you picked uh, your first camera up? Oh my goodness. And do you remember which camera it was? (laughs) (laughs) No, one of those, um, Kodak Instamatic-y type Mm. things. I wish I could say something cool like a brownie or, uh-huh. you know, so many people say that, like, my dad handed me a brownie. I was like, no, <laughs> I got one of those Kodak Instamatics and it had that weird film. Uh-huh. Sorry about the dog. Oh, no, you are uh, completely fine. Well, yeah, he's um, he's really old. And then so he's been having trouble <laughs> lately. Oh, uh-huh. no worries. Uh-huh. No, we've had a few people that have like their dogs, like even with them. So it's not a big deal. I promise. <laughs> OK, yeah, he just. You know, he's um, he's really old and he can't get up and down the stairs. So then he oh. barks to be to go up the stairs. How old is he? He's 15. Oh. So he was of- totally fine until um, about a month ago. He jumped off of something and he oh. like hurt his back or his chest we were trying to figure it out and then you know how it is like even with old people mm-hmm. um once you break something then all the other stuff starts going downhill mm-hmm. oh that's kind yeah. of what happened i i know i'm like i'm so young but i'm 26 but i think like maybe almost a month ago i was yeah, yeah you've seen those scooters in downtown la right like the birds yeah yeah yeah, yeah birds yeah I, i'm a i'm a dumbass <laughs> i pretty much just ate shit because i didn't know how to operate it properly and like i fell and um i put like all the pressure on my right leg and like it hit like directly on my knee and i think i killed a nerve but like i can't even walk properly anymore like even to this day i'm like so I'm like, it's starting. <laughs> oh, you poor thing. Yeah. Those birds are dangerous. It was partly my fault, though, for going as fat and then just breaking. I'm like, oh. But, yeah. My, um, my daughter was using them, and so where she was going to school, it was mm-hmm. on a hill, and um, the brakes didn't work. Mm-hmm. And she was headed right for traffic. Oh. So she 
dove off the bird. Oh, she just let it go? Yeah, because she was going to be, like, crunched by a car. Yeah. But I think when she jumped off, it tilted over. It, like, stopped. Oh, because it realized nobody was there. Yeah, she, like, got us on her head and her Mm -hmm. knee and her ankles, like, those things are dangerous. Yeah, honestly, you need to have a little warning. I, honestly, they are. I'm just like, I mean, I've never even, like I said, I, I never even knew how to operate it. So just like getting on it was just like, it was, it was very foreign to me. I'm like, there's no instruction manual, but I'm sure if I dig like deep down in the internet, I was going to like, I could find it, but I'm sure like nobody really does, <laughs> but yeah. exactly. So that was my little dilemma right there. And yeah, ever since then, oh my God, for like the first two or three days, I, I was limping and then there were some times where my right leg just gave out like i can't even do a proper squat anymore like it's and i go to the gym i I can't even do a proper squat i try to see like a chiropractor to see if they can like maybe try to help me out and it helped a little bit but it's not like how it was previous to that accident wow i know i'm just like (laughs) I, i hope it doesn't stay like linger forever i'm just hoping like maybe a little bit more time you know well, yeah, the problem with knees, um, it's just like with backs mm-hmm. and you use them for everything. Mm-hmm. So it's hard to like give it the rest you need mm-hmm. um, to allow it to heal. So, you, you know, mm-hmm. that that's what gets really hard. That's what makes the injury last so long. Mm-hmm. Yeah, I've been doing but, a lot of stretching. For like every night, like before I go to sleep, just and, and that does relieve the pressure a little bit. I hope you get okay. <laughs> no, thank you, thank you. Uh, but I guess getting uh, getting back to it on on the website as well, it said that you grew up with like artists and writers um, in your family. What, what kind of people are are in your family? Because it seems like you've been surrounded with talent for most of your life. Um. Yeah. That's. Uh, I got some kind of cool. Oh, I hear the echo back. Is that okay? Oh yeah, that's fine. Um, so my cousins is Barnaby Conrad. So he wrote books. Mm -hmm. Um, my mom is an amazing artist painter. She just never really did anything with it. My, Mm -hmm. um, Barnaby's dad, um, Barnaby senior also wrote a lot of books Mm -hmm. and he opened up this, he went to become a matador in Spain. Um, and then he came back and he opened up this bar in San Francisco called the Matador. And he, besides writing, he was also a painter. Mm -hmm. And, um, then Winston, um, is takes, he actually is a photographer. Mm -hmm. And then Tawny, my other cousin is a painter. So all of their stuff has been um selling and on art so i was around them all the time growing up Mm -hmm. and then my dad was kind of an amateur photographer but Mm -hmm. um i just saw it all the time plus my mom loves art and Mm -hmm. so i was exposed to all of that very early Mm -hmm. okay yeah did you would you ever try doing like any art for yourself like any painting or anything like that or has it just been mainly photography Oh yeah, no, I, um, I love to draw and illustrate. That's kind of my secret, um, passion. Uh And, um, I also love, and this sounds very strange, so I don't know (laughs) how to explain it, but like textile work and that I've been doing since the minute I could start using my hands. Mm -hmm. 
So I am interested at some point in time to incorporate um, the textile work into the photographs, but mm -hmm. I haven't done that yet, but that's kind of, so I have been doing that all my life. Mm -hmm. When when you were referring to um, to the illustrating, what kind of work have you done um, in the past before? Oh, I draw all kinds of stuff, um, mm -hmm. people and things and places and mm -hmm. um, it's I don't do hyper realistic stuff. Mm -hmm. It's much more of an illustration type mm -hmm. style. If that makes any sense, I just have never some friends of mine have all seen it mm -hmm. i just have never published it on any platforms yet really but oh, i kind of really cool. be kind of fun to do like a combination sorry but i'm going to grab the dog in a second but a You're combination okay. of um you know when i do the travel work which mm -hmm. stopped this past year but um you know to add in some of my illustrations to it whether or not it's kind of a fun map or mm -hmm. It's an illustration of the spot or something like that or a particular hotel I go to. Mm -hmm. Is is there anything in, in particular that, that that you enjoy the most um, in regards to the work that you're doing right now? Photography-wise? Mm -hmm. um, are you t talking about um, subject matter? Um, I, I guess so. I, I mean, I'm because I'm not too well versed, unfortunately, which is why I'm trying to get a little bit more insight um, into that realm. Okay. Um, but I guess like I guess how I'm seeing it, which you could probably um, understand, I guess maybe like weddings. Is it like the beach? Is it maybe people? I guess like those kind of categories. Oh, OK. Um, I so when people ask me what I photograph, I always say I photograph relationships. I've been mm -hmm. thinking about relationships the entire time, which is um, a, a very different answer than what you'll hear from a lot of people. Probably mm -hmm. um, I might be the only one that says that because um, through relationships, it's it's people, it's landscapes, it's people in nature, nature with nature, landscapes in nature. Mm -hmm. So that's kind of all the, I think about a lot of things about um, boundaries that exist. Mm -hmm in the world um whether they're um, real boundaries or a thought boundary and why are, are they necessary and what is good about them and what is bad about them okay yeah no. so that you'll see that in all my work so but i do a lot of people landscapes travel fashion is i have a fashion sense that goes throughout all of my work mm -hmm. No, I have noticed that when I was looking through um through the progs the projects that you had that that were on your website like the spaces between night seeing conversation with walls, um yeah. all of those were like I think my favorite one was I think it was unseen, I believe that was pretty cool. What inspired uh, you in regards to that one? Um, because I it's it's talking a lot about um our voices, mm -hmm. and so um why do we hide mm -hmm. and um, how we can be seen because mm -hmm. of the value of our voice. So that's kind of what I'm starting to talk about is because you can kind of see the person there, but they're a little bit hidden. So, mm. and again, that gets back into that whole relationship things. How well do we know other people? Mm -hmm. And then also what is it that prevents our voices from being heard? 
Um, and I think it's so important to have our voices heard. And, you know, sometimes we aren't heard because of society's restrictions. And sometimes we aren't heard because of our own the impositions we put on ourselves, both of which, you know, shouldn't be there. We should have our voices heard. What kind of impositions do you think we impose on ourselves that that prevent us from from letting others hear our thoughts, our opinions? Fear, insecurity, Fear. Mm-hmm. Um, um, our past, you know, who the people and the traumas in the past that have forced us that we've learned to to be quiet out of fear um so it that's kind of what i'm talking about those Mm -hmm. impositions i really yeah i think that's a really interesting project and i think that resonates a lot with me what you're saying right now because for the longest time i've had that personal issue of i just i've been like quiet i've been like too bound up by like kind of like how you were saying like society's norms and only recently have I been trying to transcend out of that. And regardless, even at like the current state where I'm at, I still feel like there's more, there's more work to be done. But I think, I think it's really hard to undo what society has taught us when you're trying to be your own person. I think it's doable, but I think it's just really tough. Is there any experiences that, that stood out to you when it came to breaking out of the norm on your end? Are there, can you rephrase that question? Yeah. What's, um, I guess, what's an experience that you've had a, that you've had to free yourself to make sure that you've been heard? Um, I, because I tend to, I tend to hide my voice. So that's why mm-hmm. I, um, and my voice comes out through my photography. Mm-hmm. And so, um, but I am still a work in progress on that, which is why I think about it so much in my work. Mm-hmm. Um, I think that, you know, our voices need to be heard on all sorts of levels. Um, that is, I could get into a really heavy conversation here, but, um, um, you know, look at all the stuff that's going on. And, and I just think our, our freedom of speech mm-hmm our freedom to be able to vote mm-hmm. um, our freedom to be able to walk home safely yeah no that's that's definitely been to in- be heard mm-hmm. that's yeah that's definitely been impacted especially recently with with all the asian crimes with i mean even for example last year with with the, the blm movement and everything like that how do you think how i guess from from your lens as a photographer how has the trump era changed things to to where we're at now in regards to to hiding us is there anything that you've realized that's that stood out um with the with just us as yeah with just us as humans is there anything that's that stood out that we've had to refrain from being ourselves that you've noticed or or anything, anything of that sort? Um, you know, I think that everybody has their own personal experience in mm. coming through it. I just know that um, my experience going through it 
any time I was speaking up about the inconsistencies and the injustices that I saw occurring, um, the oppression of um, all kinds of things. Um, you know, I was always pretty much told to shut up and called names. Um, you know, would they, there's all kinds of nicknames that they would call far left or anti-fascist or, mm -hmm. you know, what, there's so many names. Mm -hmm. um, um, but I kept talking because <laughs> mm -hmm. I didn't really care. Mm -hmm. um, but, you know, I, whatever you lose friends or whatever else. And the other thing that I did is um, there was a, um, here where I live, um, there was a Trump, he came into town because someone was here was raising money for mm -hmm. him at their house. And so I thought what I can do as a photographer, instead of saying uh, what my opinion is, I can go out and just take the pictures of what was occurring to be able to give voice to what's happening. Because I think we had such a hard time with um, distortion in from their part. I do think there were so many lies. I, I don't know where you stand on it. So it, mm -hmm. I'm, you know, I am really putting myself out there politically, but mm -hmm. no, no, um, I, I encourage that. No, I, I, with everyone that I get, I actually encourage people to be who they are and stand up for, for who they are. Because I think Personally, I was like, without anything, regardless of where you stand, whether you're in the same boat or, or not, I think it's important to to have that dialogue, not to just have that that place where you're shut down, where you where you can't talk. Like like for example, like certain family events that I've had, like it's like they're either anti this or anti that, and there's no actual core. They're just like fuck this guy, and it's like, well, that's not really a conversation. You can actually work to see where the similarities are and where the differences are, and, and agree on certain topics. Correct. Mm -hmm. And um, in the end, um, I just feel that even at when all the stuff that went on with the election, mm -hmm. you know, and my next door neighbor has a sign out in the front that says Trump won. They still believe oh that there was all the fraud and everything else. And it was it. it, it it became very scary in that in that situation, but to to see them um, storm the Capitol, mm -hmm. I, it just really went along. It went against the grain for me in in so many ways. So it's just it was constant. It was constant. Mm -hmm. Very hypocritical. <laughs> I'd say so. I'd say extremely hypocritical, honestly, <laughs> like like more than more than I thought, because they were the whole uh, I mean, I guess blue lives matter and like we would never break into anything. It's like you guys just stormed the Capitol. What are you talking about? Oh, I know. And then and then they tried to blame it on the extreme liberals. And it's like, oh, no, you know, it's in. But it's just so much false information. What's, what scared me about all of it was um, how devastating some of the things were to, even in voter suppression that's happening right now, the voter suppression rules mm -hmm. and, and, and laws 
that they're trying to institute. Those are the facts, and and yet um, how the people kind of on the other side, on the far right, are twisting it to make it seem like it's okay, but then, Mm -hmm. you know, other things aren't. And so that's what I always – there was a certain point during all of this that I was trying to understand that point of view because I just can't comprehend that thought process, why it would be okay for Mm -hmm. them to say some of the things that they were um anyway so i am also working on a project called opposing views because i in approaching it in the same way where i'm trying to approach it from a very neutral point of view to be able to have the viewer make their decision based on the visual that's in front of them Mm -hmm. So does that make sense? No, it, it makes perfect sense. I think that's I think we need a lot more of that because again, like I was mentioning, I guess from the whole world's perspective, it's like it's either left or it's right. And I'm like, no, there's there's similarities. People are just too blind to see them. They don't want to acknowledge it because it's either Biden this or Trump that. And, and I'm like, here's how I usually tend to phrase things um, whenever I'm talking to people politically. I'm like, both wings are on the same side of are, are, it's either the left wing or the right wing but at the end of the day it's um it's it's a bird and the bird isn't it's it's it's, it's the wrong thing like it, they're both on the same side if that makes sense and they're not really in our best interests um at least not what i've seen i cuz at the end of the day i think they're they're just they're just puppets for for the donors and the people that are that are ga- giving the money to get whatever strings they want pulled. And obviously, we do get certain things on on our end, but I wouldn't say that's like their main priority, at least from my personal perspective. I agree. And the whole constitution was supposed to be based on the voice of the people. Mm-hmm. So, how is that being instituted? <laughs> Mm-hmm. And as you said, on either side, it really needs to be, let's start thinking about the voice of the people, not mm-hmm. the voice of the donor, who, whatever donor is giving to the thing. And, you know, mm-hmm. I just, I just watched the hypo- hypocrisy of all of that. And it really bothers me. Mm-hmm. I like, like I was mentioning, yeah, I'm on, I'm on the exact same side. I, I don't think, I don't think we have our best interest at hand um regardless of who's in office so that that's my perspective um from the listeners that are listening they already know where i stand on that i i think i think we still need to watch out for ourselves and and do what's best and 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 move forward with what we have and our personal potential but yeah no it's a whole it's a very tricky subject and i really don't hope that trump gets into office again that's one thing that personally scares me because he's in short, he's pretty much caused the flames of fire throughout the country, and I don't want that to resurface. Um, I agree, and that's what concerns me um, about the voter suppression laws that are coming in, mm-hmm. because if you start redistricting and um, and and then, or stop allowing certain groups of people to be able to vote mm-hmm. that will can allow a situation in which someone like Trump can come back into power because that, that's that's what they're trying to do mm-hmm. such as 
you can't register the vote on the day of, um, but you can register to do other things, you know? Yeah. Um, yeah. And that just, so, you know, that really kind of discriminates against people who are working full time and they can't, and then they're shutting down all the polls. So there's like one poll and the line's too long and people who are trying to put food on the table for their families and have the right to vote mm -hmm. should be able to do that. But they can't, if they can't stand in line forever and they're not allowed to have water. It's Those kind of things anyway, it's ridiculous. No, yeah, it's it's a very difficult situation that we're in. Do you mind talking to us about the, um, I guess, information that you have in regards to the voter um, suppression laws that are coming into effect? Because I haven't done much research on that, so I haven't been caught up on that. Um, I haven't researched it completely, mm -hmm. and so um, I can't talk to it completely legally, but one of the things that, um, you know, they are trying to, if you start redistricting places mm -hmm. or, and then you don't allow as much polling or you don't allow people to do in the mail in votes like they have been forever, mm -hmm. um, or you don't allow them to vote the day of, or you put laws into effect where the people in standing in line aren't allowed to get a bottle of water, um, it really starts to prevent a lot of people from voting. One of the things that they did do in Florida, and I'm, I don't have the facts completely straight. Hold on a sec. Oh, no, you're fine. Um, you know, they had something along the effect that if you had been convicted of a felony, even if you were then already released and you've done your time and you've come out, um, you can't vote unless you pay a certain fine or whatever else. And so it, that knocks out a huge group of people uh, from voting. Yeah. And I see that as problematic because there are a lot of people who, um, I mean, you, you can have seen the people who are convicted of felonies, but they're innocent. Mm -hmm. They're rushed through the system. They don't have... Um, adequate counsel or anything else so i don't know you know i see that as problematic yeah i mean the goal should always be to to bring help to those who need it because uh, i mean if we're we're only as best as the lower part of our society once we can bring that up that's gonna that's gonna bring more it's gonna be more of a level playing field as opposed to I mean, other people that have gotten like a head start or ha never had to deal with adversity or, or, or things of that sort. Um, this is on a whole other subject, but did you recall when um, last year that they were uh, arresting people like um, like crazy during the BLM protest? Did you notice that? Um, yes, um, I feel like there was so many mixed messages in that mm -hmm. and um it's the same when they kept talking about Antifa mm -hmm. and I was like, okay, isn't Antifa anti-fascist? Mm -hmm. Does that mean that he's asking us to be pro-fascist? Mm -hmm. We're not a fascist society. And yeah, a lot of people were arrested and um, it was terrible. It was terrible. It, no, it was, it was, yeah, especially there. And then uh, San Francisco, downtown LA, I saw a lot of the videos. They were, it, it was, 
it was horrible and the, and the thing was too i think they were being just marked up to felonies um so that way i really? think i think yeah and then they were losing their their um their rights to vote too which was another thing kind of why i brought that topic up they were just they were just marking or shipping people's rights away i thought that was insane okay well see now that's a great example and that's something that's worth exploring because um for, for all those reasons i mean that would be a terrible thing to be doing also to try and win a vote because mm -hmm. they start throwing all these people in jail so then they can't vote you know mm -hmm. yeah and and they were marking up their bells really really high too which was like another insane thing i'm like you're not i'm like isn't isn't it our right to protest when something's not um it's it's not just right i'm like we can't just succumb to the system especially if the system is is messed up to to it to, especially to the extent that it's at right now because without a doubt it's corrupt without a doubt there's injustices but people people will always fight on another side to to defend that kind of for example when george floyd they were saying something about fen, fen fentanyl they were saying that he died of his own accord. And I'm like, that's not really the thing. I'm like, you're doing one, you're, you're saying one ignorant, stupid thing to overshadow every single other thing just to justify that the cop wasn't racist. And I'm like, most racists will never admit that they're racist. It, that's just a fact. And I'm like, and I'm like, if we don't know the number, then I mean, how can you really say what's, what's, what's what, you know? Cause that's something that's going to be within, within them themselves. Correct. I mean, I am glad that um, he was the off police officer was found guilty of it was second degree murder, right? Second and third and manslaughter. I believe so. Yeah. So you know, it, because it's it's the same to try and put the blame on him. You can see the video. It just that that was one of the first videos that that I think had actually like genuinely made me cry. Like it sounds odd, but like it, it did. It, it really hurt. It really hurt. Oh, it was devastating. It mm. was devastating. I know. How what were you were you working on any projects in, in regards to anything of like that sort? Like in regards to, like the BLM movement during that time frame or is there anything that you that you maybe possibly did um to, I guess, put a voice on that or anything in particular? So I'm trying to do it from what I want to do. I've been just very restricted to L.A. right now, but mm -hmm. um, um, I'm sorry about this week. Oh, you're okay. The dog's <laughs> playing with the toy, huh? <laughs> yeah. yeah. <laughs> um, um, that's where I want to kind of go in and look at opposing views and mm -hmm. start to try and understand how we've gotten to where we are mm -hmm. and, and, and being so far and, and why are we not able to have a conversation? Why is this, why have the, those past four years been so polarizing? Mm -hmm. Yeah, they, they have been extremely polarizing and, I do blame the media a little bit or more than a little bit, but cause that they, at the end of the day, I realized that they, they're just going to go, 
for both left and right, they're going to just show both sides of the extreme and they'll never be upfront, whether that be for conspiracy reasons, whether that be for ad revenue and just getting people riled up, brings them more money, whatever it might be. I don't think it's right. Um, I guess just being upfront about it, what are, what are some similarities that you've noticed from, from the left and the right that are topics that, that we're probably on more, we're probably on the same boat that people don't realize. Is there anything that stands out or, or that you can think of at the top of your head? Um, I think that that's a very, um, I would love to hear your input first and Mm -hmm. then to kind of go off of that because, Mm -hmm. um, um, I kind of feel like there's, there's stuff on the far right that is so far off. I, I really, Mm -hmm. I, just don't understand it mm-hmm. and so i don't know that there's a middle ground mm-hmm. there um i feel like there's a lot of people sitting in the middle i'd say a lot uh, of them do too yeah um, um so i have a hard time uh, i mean he you know i think a lot of people in the middle mm-hmm. it's equal opportunity right mm-hmm um and providing a system that will allow people to have access to health care basic needs mm-hmm. um food i mm-hmm. mean d- taking away food stamps to me was like a beyond um it's it's for people regardless of your sexual orientation mm-hmm. or, um, you know, gender or anything else to be able to have equal opportunity. Mm-hmm. I see so much discrimination happening all the time and it's not okay. And it's like how, how to give a voice to it. And the only tools that I have are my voice mm-hmm. and I can write about it but also I can try and photograph to try and bring these things to, um, to the table. So, um, and I think, you know, everybody would agree that people have the right to vote, but then, then we start to get onto that, this thing of, well, no, these people can't vote mm-hmm. or if you live here, you're not allowed to have a polling area. Yeah, and so then all of a sudden it be, that starts to become an erosion of what a lot everybody kind of basically agrees on, right? Mm-hmm. Yeah, I I I I completely agree. I think um, in regards to to healthcare, at the end of the day, we all want our family and and everyone that we love to be taken care of, and whether the ri- the right realizes it or not, they they can agree that people deserve health care. It's not a matter of if you're fucked, you don't deserve it. I'm like, because then at that point, you're just demeaning human values. I think it's just, I think it's just a fighting point that they stick by because that's just one of their counter arguments because they're always going to say, where's, where's the money coming from uh, or, or something along the lines. I'm like the, the, the media and the government are just making us point fingers at each other, both at the left and the right. When in reality, I think we should be pointing fingers at them. I think that's where I think that's where a major commonality stands, um, and that 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 reflects on a lot of topics. Like, 
I guess going back to the budget, people are saying, where are we going to get the, the money from? I'm like, on a weekly basis, the government puts about, uh, I think, about $50 billion into the stock market just to keep it artificially inflated. I'm like, because if not, the bubble would pop. But that's that's an, that's about on a weekly basis. So, I I mean, I think that's we can start from there, especially if their huge starting point is not taking any money from our military defense i'm like okay fine we don't have to but there's there's definitely money there but people people don't know where to look or where to start or where to even point fingers at but at the end of the day it, it lies on them because i don't think we i don't think most people want government interference in a lot of things either i think that's another thing as well um i i don't know where to i don't know i don't think most of the right i take that back i don't know where the majority of the right stands in regards to, um, I guess, being equal, because obviously there's a lot of discrimination, whereas the left is more open and more more caring for others. But then kind of a strike on the left as well is we're very open and caring, except for the people that oppose those, which is a, it's, it's, it's a little dilemma at the same time, because then that excludes them. And then that just pushes them more to the right. So the, the, there's there's little little intricacies in things that i've noticed that that just create the perfect storm for us to to keep battling each other on something where it's like we we want our family and friends to be safe right we can all agree that children don't deserve to be locked up in cages right it, because at the end of the day i'm like if you're a hardcore christian you wouldn't settle for that but at the end of the day they turn a blind eye because that that opposes their stance in short because if they they assume if we're gonna if we're gonna stand up for the people on the left and saying that their the lives matter, then then we're a part, automatically a part of the left. And I think it's just being forced into those categories, into those boxes. I think that's that's another roadblock right there that that stops us from agreeing on on things. Um, absolutely correct. I think that it's difficult because um, oftentimes. Um, when you make a rule or a law, there's going to be some people that it's not going to be so great for, but that's mm -hmm. why, where you um, start to make exemptions and, um, and, and maybe that's how you take care of it. But um, as you said, even amongst the left, if you're in the middle or if you're in the far left, everybody needs to come together and start to agree instead of fighting against each other because that will tear apart that and um you know the the right seems to be really you have people like ted cruz and mm -hmm. josh is at halley and um lindsey graham that are really sticking to that very far right agenda because mm -hmm. of how much money is coming in from that yeah. And so that's talking about women's health issues and, and making decisions on that, you know, mm -hmm. um, and that's a very touchy subject. Mm -hmm. I was trying to have a conversation with people who are in the middle on that. Um, hold on a sec. Mason? Oh, um, and I said, if, if you don't believe in a woman's right, to make the choice as mm -hmm. to how to handle her body because of your Christian views. Mm -hmm. 
there's a whole lot of other religions that are in the United States. It's not just a Christian country. Exactly. We're also, exactly. We have a lot of different religions and a lot of different beliefs. And if we're just imposing what your definition of Christianity is on everyone, how is that not a separation of church and state? There's mm -hmm. a reason why in our constitution we have a separation of church and state. Mm -hmm. And so that might be your belief and that's how you have to live your life, but you can't impose those views on everybody else because not everybody is that same religion. Mm -hmm. And that's, that's, what's really, that's what's really wrong. You know, I think that that's really wrong. I think that was a really good point, especially because, I mean, if, if we're going to go in regards to, um, to Christian beliefs, God gave Adam and Eve the option, the freedom to bite the apple or not. I'm like, at the end of the day, every human has to make their own choices. And, and I get at the same time, they come from the good of their heart that because they want to prevent something like that happening because they want to help in one way or another but that's not the proper way to go about it as to what way there is to go about it i don't know but ultimately i think that that does depend on each individual person and i don't think anybody's in a, in a position to tell other people what to do in regards to their own body i don't i don't stand by that and i never will um and i know that's a touchy subject for people but i'm like at that that's like me telling you you can't you can't go walk on the street obviously to a much lighter effect of you can't have a kid or, or you can but i don't i don't really believe in things like that and i think and i think that's a subject of pride as well where again that's just a talking point for the right you know so i i think that i think people get lumped into things and and people inherently want to be a part of something. They don't want to be isolated. They don't want to be alone. So if they see millions and millions of other people standing on this reason and they want to be friends, they want to be liked, whatever, whatever that reason might be, I think they're going to they're going to associate with them with themselves as that. And that's going to easily put them into a category as opposed for thinking, thinking for themselves and transcending the the limitations of the left or the right in regards to like being a part of the middle. If that makes sense. Yeah. Yeah. I mean, even going back onto the whole thing with um, Christianity um, and that subject, a person's religion or the beliefs that they have, first off, are driven a lot by the what family you're born into, right? Mm -hmm. um, but uh, because that's the belief system that you grew up with mm -hmm. but there's a whole lot of room for interpretation within whatever body of work that you're following in your religion right mm -hmm. so if you're following the bible it's a big document <laughs> there's a lot of ways to interpret it and then mm -hmm. that's where we start to have the problem because it, there's just not exact exactly one way to interpret it it's not completely definitive that's why people have all these bible studies and mm -hmm. you know on and on and on and on and on so um that that's where it becomes difficult because we could then just can't have one person's or one group's interpretation of what that's supposed to be to dictate it for everyone and there's many religions that don't even follow the bible so mm -hmm. um they've got their own version mm -hmm. so, so 
why do they need to be following a document that they don't necessarily believe in? Mm-hmm. No, so, you, you make anyway. you make an extremely extremely great point when you said that this country was founded on on freedom, on the right to express who you are and and follow your own religion, and it's it's like there's a hypocrisy in in telling people what they can and they can't do in regards to their own body. Um, I think another another similarity that that we both have is that like like I was mentioning earlier, I was like the left and the right both don't want they don't want government interference. Um, I I would say that less government, but at the same time, the left the left is a little different in regards to that as opposed to exactly what the right think because when the right says that usually that that gives them more freedom to uh, to make more money whether ethically or unethically i'd say most are unethically um, regardless of whatever facts or data that they want to say realistically they're they're probably going to manipulate the system as they already do with the tax law and the people on the left see that they're manipulating it and they're using it for their benefit whereas they can't capitalize on those those things so i think capitalism is good itself inherently but i think there's a lot of laws that twist up capitalism so i think that's personally like another thing that really stands out that's that 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 we're on the same side but there's just a lot of like little different like intricacies in there if that makes sense absolutely i mean i think that that's um, it, I think, and as you were saying, and again, it's my opinion because, you know, I, I, I do need to find the facts on everything and it's from, uh, what I hear on, but the far left is very, can tend towards extreme socialism. Mm-hmm. So, um, you know, how do we balance all of that? It's really coming back to that part in the middle because, mm-hmm. um, you know, as, as people say, how do we fund all these programs? Mm -hmm. And then extreme socialism would have a lot of government Mm -hmm. intervention, wouldn't it? Yeah. And I wouldn't agree with extreme socialism, socialism either, because I do believe the incentive to, um, to work harder is, I think it's driven by capitalism is driven by people's ability to want to work and to work. uh, There's incentive of money and that, and that pushes people because I do agree that if there's, there is socialism people will get complacent people will relax people will not not be incentivized to work but at the same time i do believe that we need a certain degree of socialism socialism traits in a capitalistic environment that'll support the bottom the people who really need it and with anything unfortunately there there will be people who abuse it but that's like unfortunately that's a cost of helping out the people at the very bottom because if you decide to exclude all of those people then you're hurting more than the people that are that are mooching off the system itself that are that are abusing it because i i don't know what that number is but i know it's i know like i know that's a fact without having to actually pull up data and whatnot but there will be people that that need it like i mean how else are we going to help and say and resolve the homeless crisis in in california like in san francisco and new york city wherever you might go i think that's a i think that's a huge issue that we can't just just leave because that that ends up showing who we are as a society we don't really care for our bottom we just that's that's a toxic trait about capitalism that a lot, a lot of people on the left don't agree which i agree with as well even though i'm pro-capitalism itself which is why i think that we need socialism 
um, traits that incorporate that'll help bring the bottom up? Yes, I feel like um, regardless of your background, mm -hmm. everybody should be able to have the opportunity to have the American dream mm -hmm. if, if that's a very generalization. Um, if they choose that that's what they want. Some people might choose a different lifestyle and that they don't want to have the American dream mm -hmm. or to to fully go on a capitalist thing. And that's their right. You know, mm -hmm. not everybody is gonna choose to go to college. Not everybody's gonna choose to run a particular type of business or whatever else it is. But mm -hmm. you know what it's what's nice is to be able to have the equal opportunity for everybody to, to do that if mm -hmm. that's what they want to and choose to do. Mm -hmm. And um, but that's where I feel like it's it's not been so much the case mm -hmm. um, because there's a lot of barriers that are put up. Um, and saying the homeless situation is a very difficult one because um, I did – volunteer work up when I used to live up in Northern California mm -hmm. for this place called Haven House and we'd bring meals by and you know what would happen is families all of a sudden you're really just in an area you could be one paycheck away from being homeless mm -hmm. um, you get laid off they lay off the department because they're trying to make stock revenue numbers or whatever else mm -hmm. and then all of a sudden there you are your whole family you can't afford the rent you get kicked out and it, it's you're homeless not by your choice it's just by the circumstances of society so those people need to be able to have the opportunity to be able to um, get back in and be able to try and get a home because they're hardworking people. Mm -hmm. There's other people who are homeless for other situations. And so, um, you know, mental health, I think is a huge, um, area that we need to be paying attention to. Mm -hmm. Um, and then there's other things I, I, you know, I don't even know how to start to deal with um, addiction and all the things that have come up with that. I mean, when you mm -hmm. look at some of the people have ended up being addicted to pain meds and that's not the way that they wanted to start out. So um, it, I think it's a very complex thing and mm -hmm. it definitely needs to be addressed. When I also, the other thing is that I've been helping out people who have been through the vet system. And so I see how difficult it is for them to get healthcare. And um, these are the people who have fought for our country and they come back and um, they have a hard time getting healthcare. Mm -hmm. it, 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 it's just, we are free because people have gone to fight on our behalf for our freedoms. Mm -hmm. So why are we not taking care of that particular group of people? Mm -hmm. Anyway. 
I think I kind of gone off on tangents. Oh no, that's that's the whole point of this podcast. I was like, it's all about tangents, <laughs> honestly. But I I I think you're a hundred percent right, and that's that's another. Obviously, if, if there is somebody in a different position from me, um, because I, I stand I stand where I stand. I like for the most part, I'm in the middle with. I'd say like mainly left like beliefs, but there's still some on the right. That's why I think like we're we're in the middle. I I just think the people that are usually stand on the right, they usually they usually want to want they a lot of them are how do I say it um cuz I don't want to also push people away that are listening either I don't want to just like because <laughs> I want to actually have that dialogue without dismissing them but I think the they have the dream of of becoming who they potentially can be regardless if they get there or not so they want the benefits of the rich even if they're not at this current time because they have they have dreams they have goals they want to take advantage of the capitalism which i think is inherently a good thing because that 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 pushes innovation for the country that that'll give us the ability to get new things because without innovation we wouldn't have the iphone we we wouldn't be talking right now like it's all these th- crazy things that 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 drive us that leads to these crazy inventions and and that's opportunity for the future as well but I don't know. I think, um, but I also think that a lot of them are consumed by by greed as well. I think that's a dark road. That's that's on the dark side of of that front, if that makes sense. Yeah, I mean, they have made their money and they don't want to lose it. And mm-hmm. um, I understand that, but mm-hmm. at the same time other people if that's the road that they want to go down they need Mm -hmm. to be able to have the ability to have access to the american dream Mm -hmm. the ability to go to college if that's what you want to do to get an education in Mm -hmm. whatever it is and um or the ability to open up a business and small businesses to me are very important because mm-hmm. they can end up becoming really big businesses mm-hmm. and there's they shouldn't be it's very hard right now to be running a small business it's hard to compete against the amazons oh it's 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 insane yeah well especially with covid too with the overhead costs and nobody coming in to support them exactly that's a recipe for disaster and i mean i, I guess i'm grateful to some extent for for ppp as well to to give them that that assistance but it's like it's 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 just a very 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 sticky situation that that this country is currently in right now and i don't i don't know what what it's going to take for us to get back to normal or or anything of that sort i personally believe we're in a bubble and i think that bubble is going to pop so there's going to be a lot of pain that's what I think. I don't want it, but it, it's just what I've seen from, like, my own personal observations, like, through the past 150 years. We, we've pretty much had a boom and bust cycle. Not that that's right, but that's just the route that we've gone. And uh, historically speaking, where we've been way past due, and it's it's a bigger bubble than it's been, like, in general since the 2000 boom. So that's scary to me mainly because of the people that are going to be unemployed it's going to be millions more than what it currently already is and and how many of those people have families how many of those people need to, are not going to have a place to stay and that's that's a scary reality that i don't want 
like from the good of my heart, I don't want that to happen, but I know it will too. And that's something I guess, I guess since I've been taking hits at the right, I guess I'll go at one to the left right now. They care for, for a lot of the people. Um, they care for a lot of people, if not for everyone, because at the end of the day, like I was mentioning, we're all humans. We want all good, but realistically speaking, we can't, we can't stop people. We can't stop people from, from like, let's say like, covid that like i i get that people like you can wear a mask like don't not do that i'm not saying that but i guess like from stopping like the businesses for money and everything that was all a very preventative measure to to help keep the hospitals at bay so that that, that way it wouldn't just implode on the doctors and 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 the people in that field but at the same time that's like saying you you're stopping people from driving because people can get in a DUI or people will fall asleep at the wheel and, and kill people. I'm like, you can't just stop life either. So that that's where that dilemma is because they're doing this from the good of the heart because they, they care. But that's where the right has a point. I'm like, you can't just stop it either because then, then all these businesses could potentially fail as we've pretty much already seen what's, what's happened. So many businesses have already gone under and then there's a bunch of them that are barely afloat because thankfully PPP, but whether the, and then for then going back to the right as well, PPP as well is inherently almost a socialistic trait, but they don't want to see that either. So that's like, see, the see where the little dilemmas are. <laughs> oh, absolutely, absolutely. But you know, I I think that I did not like when I saw Mitch McConnell and that group force through a Supreme Court justice. They got that done really fast. Oh yeah. It, yeah. Took, it took them weeks and mm. months to try and get out relief. Mm-hmm to the american people i know that was you know what was funny to me when when trump was pushing for those two thousand dollar stimulus checks and mitch mcconnell was fighting it too i was like even the left (laughs) and the right even trump was like the hell are you guys doing i thought that was really funny to me yeah because it's really literally not that much money and i I, there was a uh a a tweet or something that i saw around that same time in Mm. which the people who were underneath the Trump administration were worried that they weren't going to be able to find a job yeah. after um, working for Trump. And it's like um, someone make, made a joke about, well, maybe would you be happy with the $1,200? Because mm-hmm. this, that's what everybody, so many people have, have had to do in this mm-hmm. past year. It's been hard. Yeah. Uh, all of our stuff got cut and uh just everybody mm-hmm. had to take reduced rates for things and mm-hmm. um i don't know and i and i think that but the part of the problem with the covid thing was and i have had discussions about this with people who were on the right about it mm-hmm. is that we made it last longer mm-hmm because there were people who weren't wearing the mask. Oh my so, God, yes. So it's it's kind of like um, if, if people had just followed the protocol, mm-hmm. we probably would have been through this a lot sooner. Mm-hmm. But I'm, I'm kind of, you know, I'm now watching the effects of now a lot of the population's been getting the vaccines and our numbers are going down and I look at a country like India right now that's being hit so hard with COVID because mm-hmm. they don't have access to the vaccines, right? Yeah. Which makes me very sad for that and, and it's very I feel very lucky that we have had access to um, 
the vaccine, but, you know, I just would like, for me, I would like the world to be healed. Mm. France and Italy and, you know, Italy India. Got it hard. Italy got it really hard. Oh, my goodness. Yeah. I, I don't... So, I don't know what factors that they had in particular. The the main thing that I that I remember was that they all shared, um, I guess homes like their whole family. I guess shared homes together in short. But yeah, they got hit really really hard. That that's one of the things that really scared me in the beginning, um, like when first COVID was striking in China and then spreading to Italy and, and to Europe and and so forth. I I thought it was gonna be much worse than it was, which that doesn't disregard or discredit that it wasn't bad either, because that's another thing that people can can take a different way. I'm like I'm not saying it's not bad, but it could have been a lot worse as well. But that's that's one thing that really scared me when I when I saw what was going down at first, because at first we had no idea what was going on. We didn't have any 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 estimates as to what the death percentage was. We didn't know how many people were gonna were gonna be affected, but what the what the reasons were for being infected and so forth. I agree. I think one of the things I had said this in the very beginning, because mm-hmm. the irony of all of this is I was in Europe at the beginning of COVID, the okay. end of January, beginning of February, 2020. And so um, I could see it over there and people were starting to get scared. Mm-hmm. And, but over here we're like, Oh, it's no big deal. And so I was like, I, I was kind of saying, Oh, okay is it no big deal Mm -hmm. but the there there was a fatality rate that is associated with covid and Mm -hmm. i know people who died from it and um it was a very lonely and devastating death and all that other all the other stuff that goes along with it and and the families that couldn't all of that was terrible Mm -hmm. the frightening thing to me is that how vulnerable we were Mm -hmm. and we all were as a world to a pandemic Mm -hmm. of any sort. So what if this had been in something that where the mortality, the fatality rate was at 98%, you know, something like a, we were so, unprepared with um protective devices on measures we should do as a society we all Mm -hmm. kind of ran around like chickens with our heads cut off kind of thing you know and then and we should take from all of this lessons for the future as to so we don't do what we did this last time (laughs) yeah if yeah there's we can't let a crisis go to waste. Correct. And so if another pandemic ever comes through, which hopefully it never does, or any sort of infectious anything, mm-hmm. um, we ha- need to be able to have systems in place that are pr- better protect society. Mm-hmm. And as you said, you know, the people who were the hardest hit were the ones who were the most vulnerable ones were the ones who um, were had the their economic status was not as strong as all the people in like in New York mm-hmm. who were able to leave the city and go to their country homes. Mm-hmm. 
Yeah, New York got hit really, really bad, actually. That, oh, yeah. I thought it was going to be the same over here as well, actually, because I was like, first Italy, then New York, and I was like, I thought we were going to be hit like pretty hard, but maybe maybe the sun helps us out a lot, because I've heard a lot of research that says the vitamin D's been been assisting with, I guess, a, few, a lower mortality rate. Um, I don't know how much truth that holds, but I, I, it, I mean, obviously, if we compare us to New York, we're doing a lot better. We have the lowest covid cases um in the state for whatever reason um i I could say maybe we were less responsible and people just went out so we already got it i'm not sure what the reason is but as of right now we have the lowest numbers in the the country well and i think that there's things it's hard to make generalizations Mm -hmm. too because i've heard people talk about well look florida didn't wear masks the whole time and Mm -hmm. their rates similar to LA which Mm -hmm. was didn't have to wear masks and I said I think the difficulty is when you're comparing two different places you don't know what LA's rate would have been if nobody wore masks we could have been far worse secondly when we're comparing two different places that have completely different geographical makeups Mm -hmm. in terms of as you said we've got the beach here well Mm -hmm. they have the beach too but we're more spread out Mm -hmm. um than new york city is much more on top of each other although Mm -hmm. if you look at downtown la it'd be interesting to look at that as opposed to in other places more spread out but it's you need to start to take into a lot of into consideration a lot of factors and I don't know. Mm-hmm. And we also had all the stuff with the fires, so that kept us inside, too. I, oh, yeah. I, you know, there's a whole bunch of stuff. Mm-hmm. Yeah, no, I, I think you're right. And then, like, kind of like how I was saying about, like, I guess being uh, irresponsible, I was like, for all we know, too, I guess we can look at what was the death rate at the very beginning for Florida when they weren't wearing masks compared to to us on a percentage basis i think that's another way we can look at it because obviously if it's not as high unfortunately like uh, maybe they already got it before and people already got taken out as kind of dark as that sounds if right. that makes sense like so like you're saying there's so many things and and that's the thing that it's like i find really hard about about like trust like trusting like statistics and numbers and i'm like there's so many ways you can manipulate them and and i think that's another thing that i agree pits, yeah and i think that's another thing that's a strong thing that pits um, the people on the left and, and on the right. And I'm like, everything's manipulated to make it to make it beneficial for whatever side of argument that you're looking at. I'm like, you have to look at the factors that are based off of those those numbers, those statistics. Absolutely. So um, and that's a great example, because I did have I had several people who were on the far right would say to me, but you have to look at the facts. And I go. The, here are the facts. The mm-hmm. facts are these very b- basic things, but what's happening is how people are interpreting the facts. Mm-hmm. And and that's where we're starting to get into trouble because these people are interpreting it this way, mm-hmm. these people are um, doing it the other way, and sometimes it's the logic and the, and the reasoning that goes along with the process that's a little bit off. Mm-hmm. I had someone say to me the other day, um, look mm-hmm. there nobody's gotten this the flu this past year mm-hmm. and so COVID is a flu which means COVID is a hoax I said uh, that whole thing 
is, you know, there's an incorrect logical thing on there. Mm -hmm. It would be just like saying an orange is orange and a peach is orange. Therefore an orange is a peach. You know, you can't, you can't necessarily make that, um, that, that jump Mm -hmm. that they're doing. So yes, maybe the, it's, there's other things that are in there. Like COVID is a different variant. If it is the same thing as if flu is a COVID thing, Mm -hmm. It's a totally different variant mm-hmm. than the regular flu. I don't know if that makes sense. What no, I'm trying to it, say. It, make, it makes perfect sense. It's like, it's like you're, you're, you're saying facts are facts without looking at the whole picture. Like you're just kind of, you're Correct. just, you're, like you're saying, like you're just generalizing for generalizing sake because it backs your argument, but you're not looking at the full circle. Correct. And then you're making connections. Mm-hmm based on sometimes the connections are made between two sets of facts that are based on faulty reasoning. So that's what, yes, an orange is orange Mm -hmm. and a peach is orange, but Mm -hmm. that doesn't to say that an orange is a peach Mm -hmm. is based on faulty reasoning because you had two separate facts, but you didn't have that other thing in there. Mm -hmm. So, or there's more stuff to go on to do the, I, the, comparison Mm -hmm. so that's that's where we started to run into trouble on both sides Mm -hmm. so as you said on both sides because i would hear some things on as you said on the far left too i was like whoa wait no i i (laughs) i'm not following you and so that's where um i would question people when they would say things like that and i'd start to say think about it this way or take this into consideration have you considered this you know i was called what was the i was called so many names what are all those nicknames for liberals like sheeple oh yeah yeah like i i hear people use that uh libtards uh libtard all the time um all those names. I was yeah, called yeah. all those names. Yeah, yeah. Like I know what you mean. Yeah, yeah. And they say you, you, you're the token liberal, and I'm like, I'm really in the middle. But if if you and the, but they would constantly say because of my views, that put me into the far left. Yeah. And I'm like, no, I'm not the far left. Yeah. And so, but you know. I heard this thing on another podcast that I guess, I guess going back to, um, to, to, um, I guess nicknames, what, what do we call the ones on the right? Is it conservatives? Is that what it is? Uh, yeah. Okay. I think it was something along the lines of like, if you call like somebody on the right, a conservative cuck, I was like, the more conservative are they are, the more mad they get. I thought it was really funny. <laughs> I thought that was hilarious. <laughs> I was like, you'll, you'll see they'll get more triggered. They're, they're, they'll get bright red and get in your face and, and threaten all these things. I thought it was, I don't know. I don't know why I thought of that right now, but it's like, there's all these things, you know, there's all these little things. I guess kind of going back to, um, uh, to what were you saying about like the, the twisted facts? It's like saying like, um, Chauvin wasn't racist 
um, towards George Floyd. I'm like, you don't really know what incentive he has. I will give you that. But you can't rule out either that he wasn't racist, which statistically speaking, the way this country is, I would bet that he is. But we also don't know that for a fact. Like I will give them that, but the, but they will back it as a, it's a fact. There was there was no and there was no racial motive, like Ben Shapiro would fucking say. And it's like, dude, <laughs> I'm like, you need to like stop and look at reality. You're looking at everything on a fact base, but I'm like, you don't really, you don't know him. You don't know how he is. So it's like you you can give and take, you can give props where it's due, but also if you had a based off intuition off of how people are based off any experiences they've had, like he had multiple incidents with minorities, whether for whatever reason, I'm like, it just didn't look good, you know? Exactly. Exactly. Yeah. So that's, that's one thing I don't like about the right. They're like, there's no, there's no, I'm like, all right. I'm like, like, that's one thing that like triggers me. I'm like, you can't just see things like as a robot, you know, at the end of the day, humans are humans. And that's that, you know? Agreed. Yeah. Totally agree. I, I, I did want to ask you this as well. I guess we're, we're, we're cutting it close to the end. Uh, but I wanted to ask Sorry. you, how has it been? Um, I, I did want to ask you this. What, what presidents did you, uh, did you photograph? Cause I did see that as well. And that intrigued me. Oh, um, <laughs> I thought that was pretty I, cool. Um, yeah, no, um, Bill Clinton. Really? I for me, I was really cool for something up in, uh, Northern California, and um, actually, I did Tony Blair. Okay. Um, so that was really cool. Um, mm. Yeah, I've done a bunch of people like that. So, um, but it's it's anyway. That's really that's really that's really cool. That's so that's so odd. Like, just have that opportunity. Were you, were you able to talk to them or no? Absolutely, and really? that's why um, it was very interesting um, because listening to bill clinton speak and it mm. was into this was after he was president mm -hmm. um and he's got his foundation but he's there's there's a lot of good that he's done and just to listen to his thought process and how he speaks and how he presents himself he's a it to me, it was very interesting. He's mm. very educated and very charismatic. Um, so, you know, I know that there's a lot that goes into all of that, and I don't know um, about all the facts of everything. Mm -hmm. um, but uh, from the person that I met, um, I was very... Um, I thought he had a lot to say and some of the stuff that he has been able to do through his foundation mm -hmm. um, to help people in other countries has been amazing. And it's, it's, um, it's amazing to be able to see that he can do it, um, that how much can get done when he's not constrained by um, being part of the government, if that makes sense, mm -hmm. you know, was in more of a business sense. Um, so from what he said and of the things he was doing, there's a lot of good that have been brought to a lot of people, medical care, so on and so forth. So I was just very impressed. No, that's, 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 that's really cool. I, I have heard that as well, that he's an extremely charismatic from a few podcasts from from other people that have met him as well so that's that's really intriguing to me and i'm like i kind of wish i had like that opportunity at least just to kind of see that experience it firsthand 
just because I want to see like how a person like that is, I guess there's someone at that level. And, and obviously I'm sure there's got to be, that's got to be just off of who you are and you can't really replicate that at least not easily, you know? Well, and here's the other thing. He is universally nice to everyone mm-hmm. that from where I was and what I could see, mm-hmm. he was universally nice to everybody, um, which I really like. Mm-hmm. Now, he even took the time to um, have a picture taken with me. Oh, that's dope. You know, and I'm I'm usually the one behind the camera, mm-hmm. so I'm very conscious of that. And and his time is very limited. Yet he took the time to think of that, and mm-hmm. um, you know, and and the other people who were there. So it it was just it was he he was very much that way, very nice person, and mm-hmm. smart, and charismatic, and. Um, very interesting to listen to in terms of um, some of the programs that he's been thinking about. Mm-hmm. I think that's a very cool opportunity, and for that, I'm jealous. <laughs> but I'm really glad you got to take that picture with him. Uh, another thing that I wanted to ask as well, are you looking – I mean, obviously, you've been in photography for so long. Have you looked into NFTs? Um, are you going to launch anything, or have you thought about that? Um, I, 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 so I got an invitation to foundation, so I'm pretty excited about that. Oh, okay. Congrats. Um, and they are uh, now going to be, um, um, supporting still photography. Mm-hmm. Um, but I have these ideas that play with the idea of still photography. Mm-hmm. So I have to actually create those in order mm-hmm. to get them up. So I'm not quite sure. I had wanted to get the launch up, uh, last week, mm-hmm. but, um, I, I shot all last week and I've got shoots this week. So, um, I can't get the time for those projects yet, mm-hmm. probably until the beginning of May and I've got to put them together, but I'm super excited. So I was wondering, you know, maybe I just launch something that gives an introduction to the work that's coming. Mm-hmm. I might do that and I might do it in a a wider edition instead of just an edition of one. Mm-hmm. I think that would be super cool. I think you'd, you'd fit that space perfectly. And I think there'd be, um, there'd be plenty of opportunity for, um, for new, new heights, new goals, new, new achievements. So I, especially for some of the pieces that I've seen, I don't know if you've seen them, but I've seen some that have gone for like, I think like 50 or 60 million. I'm like, I don't understand. <laughs> oh yeah. Well, I, I, I'm like, what? Do not think that I'm going to be people with the 69 million. Yeah. Um, oh, that was funny. And yeah, it is. And I think that there's a lot to the space mm-hmm. that um, we have to, that it, it, it's, there's just so much to uh, figure out. Mm-hmm. I don't know. We'll see. I mean, cause there's a lot on there that aren't getting any bids at all. Mm-hmm. So I was like, well, you marketing have... is part of it too. I think. What was that? Marketing. Oh, okay. Got you. Got you. Well, either way you have the credibility, you have the skills. So I think you would knock it out of the park. I don't think you would have no bids. Oh, you're so sweet. <laughs> I don't believe you would have no bids. I think you would have bids for sure. And I was like, at the minimum, I'm like a few thousand to like five figures and probably six figures. I'm like with anything. It's just like a, 
it's just a journey and i think you can i think you can get there i'm like you're really talented and that, that was one of the things that stood out when i reached out to you so um i i really appreciate your time cat is um where can people find you um on instagram and stuff you mean what yes. channels and, uh, and the website as well and i'll make sure that I include that in the bio as well okay thank you you're so sweet <laughs> um so cat westerman is um, my Instagram handle on Twitter? It's Westside Cat. Um, I am on LinkedIn also, Catherine Westerman, I think. And then um, uh, a Facebook Cat Westerman Photography Clubhouse Cat Westerman. I think that that's a good one because. And then my my website is catwesterman.com. And that's a really cool website, so you guys should check it out. Oh, you're so sweet. Thank you. I'm, like, in the process of switching it up a little bit, Uh actually. Oh, really? No, I thought it was really, really nice. Like, it stood out when I first got on there. I'm, like... I'm like, if I, if I'm getting bigger in the future, I'm like, I don't want it to look something similar to that. Cause I'm like, that's really, it, it, it stuck out to me. I'm like, it was really artsy and, and minimalistic. So that's like my kind of style personally, either way. Oh, thank you so much. You're so sweet. <laughs> I, um, I've had, you know, the thing on clubhouse too, is a lot of people give you their input. And mm-hmm. so, you know, I've been going back and forth over the, category of travel for mm-hmm. example and i've been told i shouldn't call it travel anymore i need to call it something different because travel is too general i'm like okay what would you <laughs> not quite call it oh i'm not like i'm not really i guess too into that world but what what have they suggested Other than um <laughs> they haven't they just said travel's too general i'm like okay so um but I could maybe call it places or spaces. I like so I'm still wrestling through that. What do you like? I, I was like as an outsider, I think travel is perfect. I think they're just I think they're just too close to the sun. So they're like extra like detail oriented if that makes sense. That's what I think. But I think I think that's perfect. I almost fell right now. <laughs> Are you okay? Yeah, I was like, thank God it wasn't like uh, I actually did it. That would have been a funny end to the to the podcast. <laughs> but I'm naturally clumsy, so it would make sense. Everyone on here knows that by now. <laughs> awesome. Well, I, I I say leave it leave it as travel. I think personally, I, I I like it. I think it's good. It's self-explanatory. I'm like, you don't need to get all fancy with it. You know, I'm like the website already speaks for itself. Yes, and so maybe I just need to do categories because mm-hmm. under travel, you've got tourism work when you work with tourism boards or I do work with hotels. Mm-hmm. So, um, you know, it's I kind of have it all lumped in as one. Mm-hmm. I don't know. Anyway, <laughs> so what I just do is hit have travel and just have tourism work mm-hmm. and hotel work and have the individual hotels mm-hmm. kind of all out and then you know airline mm-hmm. i think that's because where the airlines fly you to these places what was that the airlines fly you to these places oh really yeah that's so cool i saw that you went to british columbia actually huh oh yes okay one of my favorite places in the world that was amazing and mm-hmm. that was for British Columbia tourism and mm-hmm. um so we ended up going up to Whistler 
Mm-hmm. And then down to Vancouver. Uh-huh. And then over to the island of Victoria. And it was it was just an incredible what an incredible place that is. Yeah. Oh my god. I'm mm-hmm. jealous. Well before I let you go, what was your favorite moment over there? You know, they they I think they had asked me back then too. I go, what I really loved about this whole time, so it's more of a is I just it could do everything. I was on a hell shooting from a helicopter over glaciers and then snow counting up to the top of a mountain and then you can helicopter ski down and it's just beautiful mountains and then the drive down or staying in a hotel and you wake up and you open up your doors and you're sitting on a lake um and we got to kayak in vancouver so we got to kayak through the thing and you can tell that I love the activity. Mm-hmm. Um, and then even Victoria was an amazing place to be. And you take these little water taxis around to get from one part to the other. And all these people are on little houseboats or whatever, except for the people. And then there's the food up there is farm to table like we have here. Mm-hmm. So it's really good and really fresh. We are kind of spoiled in L.A. a little bit, you know. <laughs> yeah. Um, and I know that when we travel, I travel to a lot of places. I, it's very easy to have access to farm to table food here. And mm-hmm. it, you do have it up in, in British Columbia. And plus also you're just driving along the freeway. So it's, um, uh, sea to sky. So we were going sky to sea. We we're coming down from Whistler mm-hmm. down to Vancouver and it's all along the water. Mm-hmm. And so you just, go off the freeway and you're you can hike for just a nanosecond and you're standing in front of an incredible waterfall that's so cool (laughs) oh it's beautiful i need to get out of here i want to i want to go somewhere like that i've been struggling i'm like i want to go somewhere soon i'm gonna get my passport in like a week or two but i'm like where the hell do i want to go i'm like Obviously, that they'll allow me to go, obviously. But I'm yeah, like, I know what I was about to say. Yeah, yeah, because I'm like, we got them restrictions going on. But I'm like, somewhere soon, I, I just got to – because I'm more of an introvert. So for the most part, I'm just like at home. Like even this is like out of my nature. Um, but I'm, okay. I'm just trying to do things that like I'm not even comfortable with anymore. I'm like, let's give it a go. I'm like, I'm going to die eventually. I'm like, let's make, let's make the time worthwhile. <laughs> well i just i feel like there's a lot of places in the united states because i Mm -hmm. am very much itching um to i haven't been out of the country since the beginning of 2020 oh wow and i'm very much itching to um go somewhere Mm -hmm. but um you you know there's a lot of places to go here too and so Mm -hmm. with everybody getting vaccinated Hopefully it's going to open up a little bit and I think so. I think, I think most places are looking like they're good to go. I think, I think the Staples center and a, and a bunch of other places have announced like by June, like they're going to have like concerts ongoing again, which I don't know how that's going to work, but we'll, we'll see how that goes. But what's, what's the, (laughs) what's a place that you want to go visit? I guess when everything opens up. Well, of course, now that we brought up British Columbia, Mm. if we're allowed into Canada, yeah. 100% 100% I'd love to go there and um, I actually on my list mm-hmm. 
I do. I am going to New York at the end of May. Mm -hmm. um, oh, that's cool. But I would like to. See, I would like to see all the places in the middle of the country. Like maybe this is my time to start taking, going, and seeing that. Going mm -hmm. to New Orleans, mm -hmm. going to Tennessee, going to the South, working on these projects that I've been thinking of. Mm -hmm. I'm dying to go to Montana. How's uh how's Montana? Is, is there anything in particular in Montana that you want to see? There's a national park up there, right? I believe I am very uncultured, so I'm not sure. Oh, it's not. It that has. It's just um, during this pandemic, one of the other trips that I was able to take, mm -hmm. and we did it mm -hmm. in a socially distanced way, mm -hmm. um, mm -hmm. was for um, for Shasta, and up there they have Lassen National Park, and yeah. that is. It blew my mind how pretty mm -hmm. that was. That area up there is incredible, mm -hmm. incredible. So there's so many things that we can we have here in the U.S. that we can do and places to go see that are really truly wonderful. That um, I'd like to kind of take advantage of that and mm -hmm. support that. That would be super. I want to cool. go to Maine too. Oh, okay, that's that's cool. Really quick too, actually. What's your favorite national park that you've been to? Well, I haven't been to that many. Okay. So, um, actually, Lassen was really pretty much up there. You know, the one that I haven't ever been to, and don't laugh at me because I grew up here. I'm, is I've never been to Yosemite. I was about to ask if you've been because I've never been either. <laughs> I've never been either. <laughs> That's why I kind of wanted to ask you that. Everybody else and their grandmother is gone, and I'm like, I can't believe I've never been. Yeah, I I know. I I, I thought like the reason why I was gonna ask you, I was like, because uh, I wanted to see if Yosemite was like up there compared to like the other ones that you had been to, if you had been to a lot more, because obviously you've explored and and you've gotten a wide range of photos and and gotten more perspective than me. So I was like, let's see if she if there's a someplace because because everyone says it's beautiful, but I'm like, is that just because it's like near us? Like that's the closest like you know. Usually people say like Utah, Colorado, or like or Yosemite. So I wasn't too sure, but I'm like, but what about the rest of the country? You know, I'm like, I'm sure there's some views and sights to be as well. You know. Yes, and in Maine, there's Acadia National Park that's beautiful, and mm -hmm. that's the time you want to go is in the summer, not uh -huh. in the dead of winter, because it's freezing up there. Uh -huh. um, uh -huh. Anyway, there's a lot of places to see. We live in a very beautiful country with a variety of um, terrain. Mm -hmm. So, uh, yeah, <laughs> on my list. It's on my list. Yes, somebody's on mine as well. I'll I'll try to knock that out by the. By the end of this year, ideal. <laughs> yeah, there you go. I'll make That's a good goal. Yeah, well, no, knowing me, I'd end up starving over there somehow. <laughs> I'm telling you, I'm clumsy. I'd probably forget something really important. <laughs> but thank you so much for your time, Kat. You were amazing. Thank you. Of course. It was so great to have this. No, of course, and hopefully we can get this out, and then hopefully people can see their perspectives and compare on their own and. And just kind of work on opening their minds little by little because ego is the devil. So that's that's the goal. But I'll post this out most likely by tonight. And um, but yeah, again, thank you so much. You were amazing, Kat. Um, I'll make sure to add your Insta Instagram handles and, and website in the description. Okay. Okay. Thank you. All and right. um, let me know anything I can do to help support you. You are amazing. Thank you so much, Kat. Okay. Thank you. All right. Bye bye.